All right, everyone, welcome to Tonecast 103. I'm Brian Porter. I'm here with McHugh Olson from Extra Mile Arena. McHugh will bring you on just in a second here. For those watching on YouTube, we're here checking this. Uh, you can see our ugly mugs, I guess, as we go. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to, to McHugh about some industry stuff, some venue stuff. We had him on episode 72 way back in summer of 2020, I believe it was. I think Does that so. sound right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So you, so you were on back then, and, and we'll get into the grit, nitty-gritty of this interview in a second, but I want to mention our pickup chooser. This is a simple form you can fill out if you're looking for a new set of pickups for your guitar. You can fill this form out. We'll help you with some suggestions. It's kind of like writing a prescription. So we're kind of the tone doctors, if you will, and you can fill this out. We'll write you a prescription for some new tones for for your guitar. So McHugh, how are you today? We're gonna to bring you on here and in the studio and uh, excited to kind of continue this conversation that we started a long time ago. Definitely, it's it's good to be here. It's good to be next to you. Last time we chatted, I think we were on the phone and we doing were. the Zoom bots and oh, man. Uh, boy, it's nice to, nice to get out and about and see folks and see people uh, returning to events. Yeah, definitely. And I know that we talked about um, in 72, we talked about that whole dynamic from the music venues perspective of being shut down and, and kind of figuring out how to reopen and this whole journey that comes to now we're kind of starting to have shows again and, and regular shows. So, so maybe bring us, bring us back to that point of, we, I know we talked about everything from being inspired by music and kind of the purpose behind music. And even before we jumped on, you were asking me about, have I been to any shows lately? Yeah. And things like that. But, but talk about that period from kind of when we last, maybe into that fall of 2020. And, and as you started looking at, at booking shows and kind of that transition into like shows actually happening. Yeah, you know, I, I, we were fortunate as a venue. A lot of venues did totally close our doors and totally shut down 100%. And we were fortunate being on a college campus where we could actually serve a need and become a classroom for different, uh, you know, business 101, you know, mm -hmm. Guitar 202 was having yes. their, you know, <laughs> they were having their classes in our building. And so we were able to fill a need um, and, and that was cool and that was, that was nice to be able to continue on with our mission. Um, but you know what, what we saw, you know, in, in the transition was you know, really auditing what other venues were doing. You know, everybody was getting their COVID signage. Everybody was putting stickers on seats, you know, sit here, don't sit there. Um, and, uh, you know, we did that and we, we activated that. And, and uh, you know, like I said, very fortunate that we never shut down. And then we, you know, new terms started popping up and bubbling up in the industry of, of limited capacity events. Mm, right, right. You know, our first basketball games were limited capacity where you know you would maintain social distance and your your crowd would be away from everybody and you'd have covid policies and you know people would question those or not question those and <laughs> and uh you, you you would do your best to make events happen and then you know the the industry changed again and and went from limited capacity to um, full capacity events and so that's that's a new world and the new age that we're in now is Returning back to live, um, you know, I think that our arena in Boise, you know, never, like I said, never shut down. So we never had the time where we were not live. Um, yeah. So we were yeah. always live, but now it's uh, returning to fully, full capacity. Fully live, yeah. 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 So, so as you're looking at events in that, those early days of limited capacity, um, how did that uh, affect the financials? Obviously, if you have half the amount of or a third of the amount of 
people, um, how did you start to kind of make that part of it work? Sure. You know, I, th- I think that's uh, one of the things that the industry really struggled with. You know, how do you make touring work where, you know, one place might be at full capacity, one place might be at limited capacity? And I don't think tours really figured it out ever. Yeah. So I, I, I think that, I think it doesn't work. I don't think the model <laughs> works that way. Yeah. Um, you, you have to have your full capacity. You have to have your full revenue streams to make things work. Sure. So did in the, in those instances where it was, you know, adjusted capacity, did, did it kind of everyone take a hit collectively, the venue and the band and, and the uh, booking agents, tour people? Uh, it, sure. Was that how it kind of worked? You, you know, we never, we never experienced that. We went from uh, our limited capacity events were Boise State uh, athletic events okay. at that point, okay. high school graduations. Uh, so, sure. so, yeah, you know, I think everybody took a hit in a way where, you know, you, you have the culmination of your high school learning, you know, and, and you're <laughs> going to walk through your graduation and, you know, how does that look when, you know, you're six feet from your friend on your left and your right and, you know, you can only invite, you know, four people to, right. to attend. You've got to tell grandma she can't yeah. go. She so, can't so, go. so, you know, there is yeah. definitely a loss and definitely a, a price to be paid for that, you know. And yeah. I think that that's what we really experienced was seeing the uh, uh, kind of that emotional price mm. that people would pay uh, for those events. That makes sense. And so there was the... The wrestling of, uh, you know, when is the right time to go to switch to capacity, you know, maybe following guidelines or kind of that, uh, you know, return to normal. But how did you deal with um, the fact that concerts for a venue of the of the size of Extra Mile Arena? How did you deal with scheduling those? Because it's not like they're scheduled a week in advance. You know, I think that you just drew a line in the sand and mm-hmm. you said, "Here we go, we're going for it." And yeah. you know, our first our first one was October of of last year and and so you know that was our first full capacity event and you you just you went with it and you hoped that it worked and you were watching to see if the tour kicked off in other markets and and uh we were early and it was u.s olympians and the uh, the olympics just closed and and uh you know you introduced covid policies and everything else and it's the brave new world at that point yeah yeah so in a way you kind of someone had to be the first one to kind of almost fall on the sword, if you will, of public sure. opinion in some some ways. When I, I've seen venues just get railed on for being open, and they're, sometimes they're like, well, how do I, you know, i got to pay everyone. At some point, we need to have a show, and you got to kind of have to be the first one to, to, to take the stumble, I guess. <laughs> you, you know, I don't think that people realize the, the full economic impact that venues even do. You know, yeah, it's, it's right. not just you know, who you're employing and, and, and what you're doing, but... What is the reach of you know ten, twelve thousand people coming to your venue, and what does it have on your community? You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I think that the the reach of venues is so far, um, and I think that people are are realizing that and seeing seeing the true impact that live events and coming together really creates. Yeah, we talked about. I remember that kind of that conversation of like, wow, this is going to be something that we are going to miss more than we thought. I mean, obviously missing you know, the financial parts of it and even, even musicians that we've talked to are like, man, I'm not sure where the income is going to come from because that's how we make it by playing the live shows. And, um, you know, I think seeing things come back is super encouraging for, for us as, as a gear company, you know, we, we obviously need people playing gigs and playing shows and that's usually where their gear money comes from too. Mm -hmm. So that you're right, there's a trickle down effect all the way to the manufacturers, to 
um, you know, the guys selling popcorn at oh, the sure. events and, yeah. and all that. Um, so, so kind of as, as shows started back up, um, I know that there were certain states and certain areas that were a lot more restrictive um, in, in different policies as far as, you know, vaccine, no vaccine. And, and I don't want to get too deep in the waters there, but um, how did you kind of land on your official policies for, for your venue? I know you said full yeah. capacity and, and kind of how did you make the determinations of how to how to, you know, make it look, I guess. Sure. For us, you know, it was, we were fortunate because we had a public health authority with Boise State that was really kind of dictating what was going on, you know? Okay. So, so you kind of follow, your, well, you don't kind of, you follow your local guidance, you follow <laughs> your public health authorities and, and, and that's, that's how you make it work, you know? And, and if folks say, you know, put the, put the pedal down and let's reopen or, you know, let's pump the brakes, then, then that's what you do. And, you know, I guess the word that everybody used during COVID was pivot, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. um, everybody, everybody learned how to do something different and something and how, how to change your routines. Sure. Did you find yourself in the center of any um, conflicts as far as the opinions on either side of the the equation, whether it's masks or whether it's uh, other policies? Oh, sure. You know, I, I think that that's a, that's a tough job to in, enforce <laughs> enforce a policy where um, where people might not agree. Sure. It, it's it's a it's a tough gig and. You know, people. We saw people traveling from other states to to Idaho, and you know, Idaho was a little more lax on COVID restrictions, and and uh, you know, you'd get the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do I need a Do I need a vaccine for sure, this? Sure, sure. You'd say, oh no, and, you know. But um, you know, it, it, I think that everybody had kind of that little moral dilemma of, you know, am I doing the right thing? But sure. you know, in the end. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to navigate that part of it on top of the reopening, on top of the the financials, and um, so how's your stress level now that shows are <laughs> happening? Is it is it better than it was? Are you still feeling like overwhelmed with uh, what you just walked through for the last two years? You know, we definitely the the return to full capacity events was definitely fast and swift, and yeah. and. Uh, um, you know, event days are long, you know, the 16-hour days, the 18-hour days for our production crews, our operation guys that work 20 hours, you know, that's that's a brutal gig, you know, and you yeah. have to you have to really love uh, bringing those alive events to the community to be able to do that. You know, it takes a special, 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 special craziness to, <laughs> to want to do that, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, it's a lot of time, but um, boy, it's, it's neat to see the community coming together and different fans and different groups come through and and uh, the sheer impact of that. Yeah. So have you have you sensed kind of a renewed energy from the groups and the bands and just the traveling people to to kind of be like, man, we're back in you know back in the routine because that was I know many artists I talked to were like, this has been my life for every weekend for as long as I can remember, and all of a sudden they got 18 months off. You right. know? Um, so how's that, how was that initial kind of like excitement level or was there, was there caution? Was it, what was the, the vibe, I guess, of the first few shows? You know, the, the vibe is, you know, fans are excited to be there. You know, I can't, you know, I can't speak for the artist side. You know, I don't, I don't see much of that. You know, a lot of people think that if you work at a venue, you, you see all that, but you really don't, you know, and you, you're lucky to see the, the fans come in your building, but, 
you know, I, I would say that the fans are are super excited to be back. I, I think the events that you might have postponed or rescheduled or whatnot, I think that you see less uh, folks attend those. You know, maybe they forgot. Maybe they um, mm. don't know if the show is still really going on. But I think anything that's gone on sale and played out post-COVID or whatever era we're in now, um, those those shows are, are are rocking and people are there and people are excited to be there and be engaged. That's great. Yeah, and I think that that's been encouraging for us. I know there's a big trade show that has been canceled. We actually went to this trade show before um, the world caught on fire in 2020, in January of 2020. And then, you know, a few, few weeks later, all of our deals were gone, mm-hmm. kind of like your your shows basically everything was just gone um but that, that's coming back in in june and so there's starting to be some semblance of normal um and, and you're right i think the hunger for live music is is coming back and and people are excited about it i think um and that's just yeah probably for you seeing seeing all the seats full instead of every other <laughs> row or or the things that we had to do to to adjust sure. um, it's definitely got to be exciting. So what, is, what does it look like now going forward? Do you feel like um, you mentioned kind of whatever normal we're in? I mean, it, it, it's definitely more normal than it was, mm-hmm. obviously, for all of us. But what does that look like going forward, um, even in the event of, you know, we've seen like different variants of the virus. We've seen other things kind of start to creep up again. And we're like, oh, no, are we oh, here, sure. here for the next round? Um Kind of what's your what's your optimism like going forward from here? You know, I th- I think that uh, touring and shows are 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 coming back and being cautious and being mm. optimistic about it. I think that there's bubbles in touring where people are staying within their bubbles and and uh, you know more limited access to to artists or artist management. Sure. Um, so I, I I think that that's something that's here to stay for a little while where the access to to those folks might be more limited and um, you know a set set group and I, you know I think that tours will be unique I think covid policies will change on an event by event basis you know I'd say check out any venue's website to see what's yeah. going on with your show because you might not know and it might be different you know I I was just at a show last night with my family and and uh, my wife said, "Hey, you know what? Are, what are the policies?" And I'm like, "Oh, there's there's none for this one. We're good mm, to go." You know? Yeah. So yeah. So it was it was just participating. So sure, I, yeah, and especially in in the case of traveling to shows, some people like to go to shows in different states and areas, and being aware of of any possible issues you might run into or restrictions, things like that, is always good. Um, and so so then when it comes to now sporting events and other events um, in the arena, you know, as things kind of are. Are back to normal is it is it kind of like do we make up ground kind of philosophy or do you still kind of keep the same schedule as far as the amount of events boy you know it feels like the amount of events are heavy right now but Mm -hmm. um you know i think that's a lot of things playing off and a lot of things kicking off um as as well so it it feels it feels a little heavy but um boy it feels good to see people enjoying themselves and being in the house and I, you know, I don't know what the levels will look like, but, you know, there's, there's a ton of good shows going on sale and playing out and, you know, it's, it's up to people and their comfort level, you know, it's, yeah. it's something that's supposed to be fun. So if it's not fun for you, then <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. go yet. Yeah. Well, and I think there's the, the mental side. I mean, a couple of podcasts ago, we interviewed an, a gentleman that makes acoustic guitars and his whole theme is mental health and, and kind of the, the toll that 
not only this the whole pandemic took on all of us, but just kind of the like you mentioned music and how what a great tool music is to kind of uh, cheer you up and put sure. you in a, or maybe it puts you in a rager mood for a metal sure. concert, but that's okay. Like yeah. it's, it's it's a way to kind of express ourselves. Whereas a lot of these things were just kind of cut off from yeah. our lives and. Um, you know, how cool is it for you to be, you know, a part of spearheading maybe some people's uh, mental health improving? Sure. You know, and I think I think even with that, even, you know, connecting with the artist, you know, through purchasing some of their merch or something right. like that, you know, uh, making that memory of, uh, you know, the ticket stub or or uh, the CD or the vinyl LP that you bought at that show, you know, that, that there's something that, you know, we are making memories and and. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a couple of years where we didn't, and uh, mm-hmm. now we're back to making those memories, and I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a really great way to, to think about it. And and again, it's the trickle-down, even for us, as we make pickups and products that go in other guitars, it's all about keeping the inspiration alive. And mm-hmm. maybe that, you know, maybe we inspire someone to be the next uh, Santana or the next whoever, sure. right, to, to go and play at these venues. But it's all this system that, that works together, you know, and the money's got to, you know, from a business side of everything, the money's got to be flowing, you know, from the top down, if you will. And and if it's not, I mean, that affects all of us. And I think that that's probably, um, you know, probably looking at, you know, a, you know, a 20,000 foot view of how the ecosystem of the the music industry works. And, and when, when there was like, you know, significant holes <laughs> in the music industry for a long time, I think it just really... Uh, really kind of blasted all of us. Sure. You know, I, I think it it took something away from us, you know, yeah. and, and uh, um, you know, that that being a fan is is something that is in everybody and everybody needs to be a fan even if you don't, if you, even if you don't think you are, you are in yeah. some way. Yeah. And there's a few people I've, I've heard say, I don't like music. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from me, you know, kind of thing. But... But McHugh, thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, let's go ahead and close with um, just how to find out about Extra Mile Arena for those who are in town or maybe out of town want to come in for a show at Extra Mile Arena. And then if you, any, on YouTube, if you have any comments uh, you want to leave below, love to kind of share, maybe share your first gig experience or mm-hmm. your first show experience or or maybe your first show back, like yeah. you were talking to me earlier. Yeah. Like, what's been your first show back after? Yeah, what COVID? was your first show back? I'm yeah. still working on that. Oh, man, actually, you got you got you got to get. I know. You got to get to work. My, well, there wasn't work. many options. That was kind of the thing, right? There were just wasn't that many options. So, well, how to get hold of us? You know, we're on all the social channels. Uh, check out extramilearena.com. Always remember, check out your venue page. Your venue page is always going to get you to the right tickets. You know, we need to be. Buying from the primary source, not yes. those secondary guys. Okay. Well, I gotta talk. I gotta talk about that then All before right. we officially go off. So, so buying from the primary source versus the other other guys. You say sure. Um, how does that How does that impact you as a venue owner? You, you know, a sold ticket's a sold ticket in the end. You know, and so if uh, secondary markets are going to buy up tickets, they're going to buy up tickets. Sure. Um, the The unfortunate thing is is when that secondary market you know, sells that ticket to three different people. And uh, mm. that's a bummer. Uh, you know, the, for a lot of venues, the first scanned ticket into the facility is the valid ticket. And gotcha. so if there are three or four tickets floating around with the same barcode or whatnot, 
It's a um, it's a buyer beware market. So um, I always say that you know every venue page is going to get you to the right place to 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 buy. Um, yeah, nothing worse than showing up to the show and, oh, and you're already yeah. sitting yep. inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you're not actually sitting inside. And then you're done. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that because that's that's definitely something that uh, for those looking for show tickets is a really good reminder to make sure that you you don't uh, don't get caught in that, even if it you know. Probably some, sometimes those deals might look too good to be true, right? Sure. You're like, oh man, that's cheaper than the venue price, but they're selling three of them, so sure. they don't care. Are, you know, are those are are those tickets really four hundred and fifty dollars? Probably, you know. True. Um, probably yeah. not. Yeah, so. but then you do have the legit places that sure. that do want to kind of make money off the shows, which which always happens, I guess. Yep. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, and you guys can check us out at porterpickups.com. Definitely support your live music venues. Um, Q, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate having you. And it was a good conversation. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Take it easy.